live Matt Thompson so the one thing I kind of wanted to joke around about with is how our kids have become 6am friends yeah that's weird <laughs> um, are you much of a gamer I never really talked with you about gaming but I don't have time yeah like I like games and like like Legend of Zelda like Breath of the Wild that consumed my life for a couple of weeks but like uh, I can't really get into Fortnite because it's like like I run a business and I'm in a grad school and I've got like a family out of town so it's like I'm always on the go especially in the summer uh yeah I don't know I'd, I'd like to be more into it but I just lack time I find I lack the motor skills but I do it to hang out right like yeah. we both know Paul yeah which yeah that's weird by the way it's just it's I, Regina right? I thought like I it's joined some sort of dad groups where all the dad's names are Paul for a while <laughs> Was it through Scouts then? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, there's him and his friend James I knew because Paul and James put their sons into Globe Theater downtown, and um, we had put Xander in that. Mm. So the kids became buddies through Globe Theater, and then I just kind of befriended them because, like, normally it's just parents show up, throw their kids, and, like, get back in the car. Yeah. And they were also nerdy-type guys, right? So then it's, like, you kind of kin together, or else we would notice we all, we were the only families that walked to, like comic readers after <laughs> oh yeah yeah i could see that right around the corner right so we yeah. kind of befriended each other um james is in government but yeah like but him and paul ran scouts so like they invited xander out a few times and just got to know through like some of those groups right but now it's funny because like i got fortnite because i've always been a gamer right but then all of a sudden the kids took it over like Paul's son is on it constantly, and then, like... Yep, Damien, that's all he talks about. I've actually had to be like, okay, we're going to stop talking about this for a while. <laughs> also, there was one day we had to have a conversation about what's appropriate to talk about in public and what's not, as we walked into the daycare, and he turns and goes, I'm getting pretty comfortable holding a tactical shotgun, Dad. And <laughs> I was like, context, you have to explain this to people. You can't just say those things. Yeah, he was... Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and just like... No, and it's like legit guns, right? Yeah. And so, like, I play, I grab what I can, right? Because, like, for anyone listening, it's pretty much, it's celebrating its one-year anniversary, Fortnite is. And the newest, like, there's video game crazes, right? And the newest ones are Battle Royals. And I think the original thing came from, like, a Japanese movie, right? Because they're showing it at the Science Center right away in their theater, called, and it's called like it's translated called Battle Royale. Oh. And the theme of the movie is they put a hundred kids on an island. That's what Fortnite's them. based off of? Yeah. Oh. That's what the the battle because the <clears throat> Battle Royale theme is based yeah. off of this Battle Royale movie, right? Um and everything in pop culture has stolen that thing, right? Like, um what's the Hunger Games? Hunger Games yeah. is a direct ripoff of it. Um Marvel did a series where they took all like the young Avengers and all the young kids and put them on an island and they were supposed to kill their way down. Oh yeah. And um it just became like everything becomes like the new it thing, right? Like we went and murdered the whole zombie phenomenon, right? And then we went through the superhero phenomenon where everything had to have their superhero stories, right? Now battle royales like are you familiar with Twitch at all or any yeah, stream yeah, streaming? I've never watched or anything. I just know what it is. But all of yeah. a sudden, it was like Fortnite went to number one. Yeah. And there was another one called, does he do um, Player Unknown Battleground? No, we don't have that. Okay. Yeah. It's a little less... Is it free too? I don't know if... <laughs> that's the thing. And I think that's why Fortnite's number one, right? Is like... it's free? Yeah. 
you can pay for like the story mode but whatever right and you pay for the season passes but those last for like 10 12 14 weeks right for 10 bucks so like i'll throw that at it and then you unlock more coins to buy costumes and emotes but it's brilliant right because in a lot of video games and a lot of apps it's pay to win like when Mm -hmm. you throw money at it you usually get a hand up on people and what i think people like about fortnite it's um, not like that right you're buying an outfit or you're buying a taunt or you're buying something to spray paint on the wall like your reflexes are it comes down to your skill at it right and i absolutely suck yeah i think this is actually uh the first game that damien's actually been better than me at and there isn't very many that I can say that, but it's it's it actually kind of scares me because that means he's growing up. Well, how old is he now? He turns eleven right away. Yeah, so they yeah. are the exact same yeah. age. They're pretty close, right? Yeah. Um, and that's the thing I'm noticing. Like, his stats are better than mine at it. Um, and like you said, like walking into daycare, hey dad, I'm really good with attack shotgun, but I might not be so good with a semi-automatic. Like, yeah. And Xander's rattling off these stats, right? For like, and I'm assuming it's all taken from like modern gun stuff right and like even when you're sniping you have to like aim above the guy's head and account for gravity because the bullet's gonna drop right really yeah oh yeah. there's but for certain I need to guns play this more um <laughs> it's weird like if you ever look through like if you're ever lucky enough to get a scoped rifle yeah and when you look there's a dot in the middle and then there's hash marks underneath every hash mark is 100 or 150 meters Hmm. so you have to like guesstimate in video game standards but like over time you're like so like you don't get too many pot shots of people because they're all like running around well they're all amazing neo 12 year old children in the matrix right and so like i finally found someone that must have been another 40 year old dad and i took a shot at him and i paid attention to where the dot was and i saw the bullet hit here and i'm like okay up over and then i knew to grade right and there's certain guns that there's bullet drop on, and it's, like it's probably me you were shooting at. <laughs> I have the highlight. We can go check it out. <laughs> but yeah, and it's just like when games are taking things like that into account, and like gravity and the physics of it all, and like, and then these kids just process it, right? Hey, outlaw volleyball definitely took into effect physics. What the hell is outlaw volleyball? Do you remember that Sega Dreamcast? Dreamcast was kind of a, wasn't that kind? I of never a, had it, but it was like a big game because uh, things bounced. Oh, <laughs> Fergie's brother had it, but he would always like. Um, did you work with Scott? Uh, yes, I did. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. His little brother Chad yeah. had a Dreamcast, but, and that was at the beginning of like illegally downloading and burning stuff, because all the cool games were like the Japanese version, right? So he'd yeah. have all like these insane Japanese games that you want to play. But yeah, like, I remember Dreamcast, kind of. Yeah. I think that was why Sega kind of died and got bought up by Nintendo, though. Yep. Pretty much. That was its, <laughs> uh, I think there were, I think that was the, was that the last system they released? I think so. Sega Master, Sega Genesis. Well, that was like the first one. Is Master that? System was, Sega Master System was the first one. It had like Sonic oh. and whatever. And then there yeah. was this. Because this was college 93, 94 for me. That was competing against the SNES? Right. And then I don't know if there was anything between that and Dreamcast. Because Dreamcast was when I was at, when I knew Scott. So that would have been like late 90s, early 2000s. And that would have been like the PlayStation 1 era. Yeah. Um, and what would Nintendo have had? GameCube. 
Yeah. Was John Terry still there too? Yep. Yeah, we used to go to John Terry's house and we would play N six. Yeah, N sixty four. N sixty four was before GameCube. Yeah. Right. We would play the N sixty four wrestling games constantly, and then we worked our way into the GameCube wrestling games, and we'd be there till four, five, six, seven in the morning, right? Because that's before Sparkies became a thing. Yeah. Oh, Sparkies. <laughs> I kind of preferred just going to John Terry's. Yep. And, and it was nice because, like, there was the group of us that just, like, drank, right? So we would sit in, like, his living room. We'd be playing video games. And then any of, like, the weed crowd would just, like... Go over there. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't just light up. They would go find another separate place, do their thing, come back, and we would all play games together forever, right? And, like... Yeah, I didn't hang out with you guys. I was never invited. You guys are mean. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, I think that was actually... Because you left kind of when I started. We only worked oh, three together. Years when I was gone. We only worked together for maybe a year then. So I was still was shy. Was I in the bar? Yeah. Yeah. I was still shy and didn't talk. Yeah, you Yeah, you were actually. Yeah, I, I didn't <laughs> talk yet. <laughs> it's so funny though because there's like other exam- examples that are like you where it's like they're either like shy or like have a pull stuck up their butt and they're hoity-toity still and then they you watch them as they come into the restaurant industry and like the slow change to like okay i'll come out drinking with you guys okay this and then like within a six-month period they're the asshole that's dancing on the table that you have to throw out right? yep. definitely definitely what happened to me yeah, thanks john <laughs> <laughs> actually it's more thanks cam i think yeah him and the davis place crew i don't know if that was still a thing yet um, but there was him, the Cossets. I'm throwing people under the bus. Here. No, but they like were, they were gone before I showed. Yeah, up. but there was a bunch of them, right? And they rented a place out on Davis Place, like across from the swimming pool by Campbell. Oh yeah. And um, come to think of it, now that's by schools too, right? But they would have been sleeping the entire time school was going on. But that was like kind of like the one of the places to go, right, after work. And that mm-hmm. wasn't my crew. That was like I don't know. There was weird. There was like factions within a restaurant, right? Like there yeah. was the kitchen guys and whatever, right? Like that was like your Chases, your Chris Singers, your John oh, Terry's. Like these are the, names I haven't even thought about in a long time. <laughs> I just ran into Chris Singer. Um, yeah, and we had a good chat. Um, yeah, it's weird. Like the friend I sat down with last night, I haven't seen in twenty-two years since I was a college student, right? And um, it's amazing. You just pick up and chat again right like and i feel we're the same way like i've run into you what on a pokey walk yep <laughs> randomly random run-ins and then i was like hey you want to come to a raid and that raid spun into that stupid mewtwo thing right and so we ran into each yeah. other again at that but other than that it's like yeah it's few and far between and i think we would chat when you were with um government when i was doing the payroll job yeah because i got bored and we chatted on that little internet thing link yeah. Do they still have that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been upgraded to Skype. Oh. Skype is the new chat program. Oh. But, like, for anyone who has the Windows 10 upgrade, you have Skype. But if you... I haven't been upgraded yet, so I'm still, like... I don't know how. I'm, like, pre-Windows 10. And I didn't oh. think that was feasible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say it's government. <laughs> yeah, but we'd have... But I thought, like, Microsoft as a whole just overrode everything with Windows 10, right? Yeah, but with the security systems and everything that are in place, with even like a lot of the corporations and stuff, um, they can't do that because uh, until the IT guy says they can. Hmm. I guess yeah. Like if it's alive on servers somewhere, because yeah. I just find it weird because it's like person by person they're coming through and like 
Because they have to put all your stuff onto like a stick. Yeah. Pull it out, flash over Windows 10, put the stick in, and hope everything kind of goes back to where it's supposed to, yeah. right? And like... Whereas home computers, they... Don't. I just showed up one day and they were all just yeah. changed over, right? And if it's there, it's there. It's Y210. <laughs> yeah, but I work with a bunch of old biddies, right? And so they're like, they don't, they're used to like the old windows where it's not very graphic 3. intensive. 3.1? Hmm? 3.1? <laughs> it takes 13 floppy disks. Oh my God. I used to work at Blockbuster before I went to BPs. And that's how I got to know Scott because he would come in and like rent movies and games with Chad all the time right and I think I had some basketball friends with him too but like we would chat every day and then all of a sudden he became the KM at like what 20 something at the time like he shot up pretty quick but he was a hard-working dude right yeah. and so it's like then he's like hey come work for me and then that's where it all started right and like so you started in the kitchen yeah oh. I was in the kitchen for 10 months and the people were amazing but man did I hate it because when you're good you get rewarded with the later shifts yeah because Scott would do prep Monday to Friday yeah and so like I skyrocketed to kitchen supervisor right away but then it was awesome because it was Scott during the days and then John Terry always wanted late late 3, 4, 5 a.m. stuff Mm -hmm. and then the rest of us would like be floating in the middle there like 2 to 10s or like whatever like 4 to midnights right yeah I don't miss those weird shifts it ruins your day. Yeah. Right? Like And it's just it's just hard to plan around, I thought. Well, now that I don't drink anymore, it's it's a lot easier, I think. But And or, that's Yeah. Like how many years are you at? Uh ten? Ten and a half. Yeah, see I'm just at six in yeah. June, right? And uh it completely changes everything, like Yeah. And I have less tolerance for it. <laughs> like yep. when others uh I find I'm still kind of a pusher. Like, if I go out with, like, my friends or something, I'm still encouraging everyone to get shots. Really? See, no. Yeah. And, like, if people want to go nuts, and when I was still married, it became a, a great thing, too, right? Because Paul's here. He doesn't drink. We have a DD. Yeah. It's not that they would go, like, nuts, right? But, like, my ex-wife and her friends, like, if we went out somewhere or if we did a thing together... I think it was also like a safe thing like hey we have Paul like, yeah. so we can actually let our hair down and have some fun have that second third wine or whatever right and like I it was funny like I like did you meet a lot of opposition like because I was out of the business when I did it so I everyone was like oh okay and they were very I lost uh, about half my friends when I quit drinking it was like even like one was a really good friend too and it was like good drinking and I never got invited to go out with those people anymore. So, in hindsight, I'm looking back at it, and I'm like, well, I don't think they were really that good of friends if that was the only reason we were hanging out. But uh, most of my friends from, like, I've still got really good friends with everyone from before I even started drinking. So, they're kind of my core friend group that kind of just kept going. But, yeah, when I quit drinking, I lost 30 pounds in a month and 50% of my friends. Staggering statistics. I lost a lot too, like when I left <laughs> BPs the first time, right? Because mm-hmm. um, it wasn't over the greatest circumstances, right? And like I remember I was like, these people are my friends. They're going to stick with me. Maybe some will stand up to them and quit. And like they just continued their day. And yep. eh, it's more like just a look around and like, eh, Paul's not here. Keep going. 
and it's it's shocking right like because you don't think that people are that fickle but yeah i don't know i kind of expected it uh well i expected like 25 percent. i didn't expect like the people that some of the people i was like kind of blown away that i just wasn't hanging out with them anymore and like it wasn't for the lack of trying either and like i would even encourage i like hey i'll drive you guys like let's go but no i just never really uh panned out yeah, because yeah, my quitting was like already I was with the day job, right? So yeah. it's just... That was probably one of the reasons that I ended up leaving BP's because, uh, like, great place to work. But when I quit drinking, it was like I wasn't hard to be around it or anything. It was just uh, I was I just wasn't as energetic to be there anymore to because like after work, I'd be like, all right, I get my beer. But I, I wasn't getting it anymore. So I didn't really have... I don't know. It was. It's kind of hard to explain, but it was one. It was one of the coping mechanism mechanisms for the weird shifts. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so when I didn't have that anymore, and I'm still closing five nights a week, it kind of drained on me pretty quick. Yeah, and there was some. Yeah, I don't know. I think I. It's weird. Like I didn't get along with some of the crew. When, when I left the first time but they still did their job and were competent right yeah. and like worked hard and when I came back I there, right away I singled out two people that made my life harder right mm-hmm. and it's just like it yeah and so then it's like after the shift it was like fuck where's my drink <laughs> yeah um, and like I kind of get to it where I felt like I if I didn't have that beer after my shift then I wasn't going to be sleeping either quick because he just needed it to calm yourself down yeah to bring your and it's go 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 it's so funny right like i went and picked up some lunch yesterday from um the diplomat and it's so funny because the two guys in there like they're probably in their 40s also now right um they're the two young greek guys they used to come in after they were done there when they were kids when i was the bartender and come and sit and play the vlts all the time every day right and so it's so funny because now when I walk in there, they recognize me. I don't know if they know where they know me from, yeah. but they make eye contact and they're like, hey, how's it going? And it's super chatty, right? But they're like, go, 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 yeah. like constantly on the move, right? And it's like, I don't, like, there is no like, well, at least for me, there wasn't like a lower gear, right? Especially at a restaurant of that. Yeah. Like, you always had to be on your game because yeah. you never knew if you were going to get a walk-in of 80. Right. I had a high walk-in of 100 one night. That sucked, but... Thank was it Wednesday? Applause. Was it the band? Or was Thank it... you, Applause Dinner Theater. Oh, I don't them, think you yeah. exist anymore. <laughs> I think the building's knocked down, so rip that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and like I think Diana was part of it, too, because she was working there when I was Who's there. Who's Diana? Um, like Princess? I wish. <laughs> um, they're using her in the movies again, all like old footage and CGI stuff. Oh, like who? I have no idea who you're talking about. You said Princess... Oh, no, Princess Diana. I'm thinking of Princess Leia. Yeah, Anyways, no, I'm completely two completely up. different people. <laughs> yeah, Diana was recently, what, the 20th anniversary of her yeah, passing away? Yeah, she pissed off the queen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't I'm think Leia Princess did. Leia. I've been very <laughs> Star Wars angry lately, so it's at the top of my head. Uh. <laughs> no, yeah, like, I get, like... And it's bad, because, like, my friend who came into town yesterday, he's, like, one of the AM radio station, like... 
personalities, right? And so he's gone. He's out of town constantly. He's always on the radio. So he came into town. I rounded up a bunch of us that all lived in university together at Luther with him. And, of course, we just all walked into a place. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck anymore because I've dealt with this. <laughs> Which is probably not the best. Oh, well, I still phone. I make people phone stuff. It ended up being like six to seven of us. So I'm like, that's not. Oh, that's no. Eight plus is usually my my number that I phone. Where you have to start pushing things together, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I, but I still, there was a little bit of guilt there, but I was like, yeah, whatever, right? But yeah, like, I remember applause, and we would talk to them every time. Well, I got, there was, because um, I started rewarding them with cookies if in front of everybody. I would hear, I would if someone phoned in, like, even if it was, like, a couple hours earlier, then I would go up, and I'd get everyone's attention. I'd be like, okay, someone phoned to warn you guys that we're coming. I'd like to know who, and that person would put up their hand, and I would give them, like, three cookies. Nice. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, and then it, then you're not cutting people and sending them home either, right? Yeah. Like, the front sections, normally, it's like, get lost at, like, 9, get lost at 9.30 or whatever, yeah. right? And it's like, yeah, you know, to keep people around, because they're going to fill, because what did the back hold? 40? 60? 40. 40. Yeah, and so then there's the bench areas not yeah. very many yeah so they would fill like the back two and a half sections right but yeah they know it's like you're lucky if you would get a warning yeah and they would do it constantly i just remember when rob howard was there he would get the lines banned every wednesday night and that was just his shtick right and we knew there was like a couple dozen of them coming and it was like we knew the dates because it was every wednesday right and it's like the cookie thing's brilliant but like you shouldn't have to like Pavlov's dog no, people to. You shouldn't, but sometimes you got to do those things. <laughs> yeah. Rob Howard actually DJed my wedding. Really? Yep. It was awesome when I had him on here because he's another one that like I haven't talked to forever, right? And it's nice to catch up and kind of see what's going on because he was DJing even way back then, right? But yeah. like him and his thousand kids. <laughs> But yeah, it's nice to kind of catch up and just see what everyone's doing, right? And like the fact that he's made it like a full business and he has like a whole nother setup that he has another guy doing. And like, I remember I went to one of the um, the roller derby functions in town, right? And they have their event or whatever. I don't know. Do you call it a sport? Oh, I've never in the been. 70s, it was fake like wrestling, right? Well, like there was a predetermined outcome for roller derby back in the day. Wasn't it on the TV in the 90s too? Uh, roller something it it may have been right like but it was view it was viewed as one of those like carny sports too right like yeah like wrestling it was in that same category but at some point it became like legit rules and a legit competition right like i don't think it'll ever be like an olympic sport i'll probably get my ear chewed off by someone but like (laughs) um but yeah like it's full contact hard on like everything right and like yeah and then when i saw like my ex took part in it for a while and it was like I got to see how kind of violent it was right and it's right when I was going through the wrestling thing and so it's like it looked very similar for like how hard it is on the body and we're both yeah. like 38 year old people attempting this stuff yeah, but yeah after it, Rob was like their DJ and it's just like still doing his thing and rocking on and is that yeah there's still roller derby going on isn't there there it was insane what's like, the Regina team Regina's had what is it Moose Jaw Saskatoon and Regina at one point had two separate leagues each because they were so 
catty with each other and fought over everything all the time. And now I think it's shrunk down to, I think it's called Pile of, Do- Pile of Bones Derby. Mm-hmm. They had a float in the parade that went by my house the other day, right? And I have a friend who's a ref for it. And, um, but yeah, like I've watched so many people like quit because just it gets political and like clicky and catty, but like, and I have tried watching it. I don't get the rules. It's like you have to lap people so many times. Yep. Like, I, well, you needed to watch that show that was on TV in the nineties. That's, that's where I learned all the rules. I don't even know what you roller jam. I think. I think it was called Roller Jam. That sounds familiar. And it was actually on right before WWF wrestling. So <laughs> maybe that's. But I swear my memories were older of it. Like late. Well, like you're getting old. They're kind of losing it. <laughs> I like to think my memory is moderately crisp, right? But senility hasn't set in. Would you say Roller what? Roller Jam. Pretty sure it's Roller Jam. Write that down and look. All you people out there, let us know now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, like. Everything's being revived, right? Like when you look on Netflix now, they have a TV show about Glow, which was like the all-female wrestling league from the 80s, right? And I remember like watching Glow as a kid, right? So it's just weird seeing now there's like fictional characters of them. Hmm. And it's, but it has like a drama spin on it too, like so. Do you watch the show? The old one or the new one? The new one. Yeah, because it has um, Alison Brie from Community. Really? Yeah. She's like, yeah, see, I liked her as Annie from Community, right? And like, so I kind of like the main characters from that, like Annie, Troy, and Abed, I try and follow them on their little side projects because I really enjoyed Community, at least the first three seasons when it was still, um, Does Troy still have side projects? Hmm? Does Troy still have side projects? I think it's all full up though. Like he's so busy, right? Yeah. Because he's Childish Gambino is his music project, right? He's kind of hit the big time. Um, he's Lando Calrissian. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. He had community going for a long time because that made it to the six seasons. Is he, is he Lando in any other movies that have been announced? No, but they brought... Because we were supposed to get Billy D. Williams for the Saskatoon Fan Expo. Yeah. And he got pulled out of it and everybody started speculating, well, right? And now they announced him. The reason was because he was filming something. So as soon and, as they said he's filming, they're like... I was trying to get because uh, I'm getting someone involved in with the Sask Expo. I was oh, trying to get them. I'm like, you need to get Donald Glover so they could have a, a Lando fight. And uh, <laughs> he thought that was pretty funny. But well, you did the shirts for them, right? Uh, we're discussing it right now. Okay. So we're working out. The, we're finishing the kinks for the designs, pretty much. So and then hopefully we'll start next week. Were you on board with the Regina one at all? No, they're run by the Toronto people. Okay. who are super disorganized. Like, we've had booths there. Um, wow, well, we actually only one year we had a booth there. And I had to eventually... It got to the point where I found every email I could find for Fan Expo, and I just started emailing everyone on the list because no one was answering me about anything. And it was questions like, how do I pay? <laughs> like, Would you like, I was been, I, like, I was approved, but they, like, weren't telling me how to pay or anything like that or where I was going or like pretty much any details and I just thought it was super disorganized whereas and then they bought out um there it used to be like Toronto Regina and then Vancouver were one company and then they bought out the Calgary and Edmonton but they didn't buy out Saskatoon so hmm. Saskatoon's by its own right now but um 
it seems to me that they my personal opinion is like looking at the guests and stuff they had this year in Regina is that they're trying to kind of kill it a little bit because and everyone I know that went there were like you could throw a baseball down did you go I stopped going. Oh, the Saskatoon one is fantastic. It's, it's they put amazing. in effort, and I've super organized. Um, I met one of my probably three favorite comic book writers of all time at the Saskatoon one because they, there's when, like the Regina one, it's like, hey, we're bringing in the Zit Remedy or we're bringing in like yeah the eighth most popular Hobbit or like it's just not yeah. it doesn't have that feel right. And even as a comic book guy, like they didn't bring in the writers or the artists of like any generation that were like defining right yeah and so the saskatoon one when i went to it two or three years like crying children now <laughs> like any of the artwork on either these walls or like even in my kitchen i have yeah. like an original page from a comic book right none of that was picked up in a regina show like the regina shows are like i feel like it's treated like the ugly cousin and it's just giving regina nerds a reason to cosplay once a year and yeah. have your second halloween right it, like it's it seems kind of like they don't really want it, but they got it because they wanted to compete with Saskatoon's. That's kind of what the Regina one seems to me. Is yeah. The company was like, we need to compete with Saskatoon, so we're going to start doing it in Regina. So I'm kind of hoping that they just kind of forget about it and the guys from Saskatoon take it like start doing it here too. Yeah, like the Saskatoon one, like it was worth the drive. It was well done. Um, they brought in what I consider like there was at least what I felt was like at least one A-list writer. Um, and one or two like super notable artists right yeah and like don't get me wrong like I did the Calgary one and that was like the end all be all right like short of going to like San Diego like Calgary did like like there was the Saddle Dome they didn't Mm -hmm. use that right but like every other convention hall within like anywhere of that right was full of something right and just vendors had like like the one T-shirt thing would have been the size of these four condos, yeah. That are combined, right? Like it's just, it's like a, I think it's like a three or four year wait to get in as a vendor there. Actually, I have no doubts, right? And like the choices, right? Like there's like a Viking vendor, and they like literally have handmade chainmail and weapons, and like, like you think of any like there was a complete booth of just handcrafted Harry Potter wands, like you name yeah. it, it's there, right? There was a Lego vendor, and like when I went through with my friends, um, they had the original 1980 whatever Lego Death Star. Hmm. And he dropped, I can't remember how many, like 500, 600 on it. And like, it was the original box too. So it's like falling apart and like, because it's like old school Kenner or Lego or whatever stuff, right? But like, yeah, like if you had a nerd itch, it was scratched. And like this one here was like, eh. it's Yeah, they actually had a bunch of um, vendors pull out at the last minute. Like I was getting... I didn't go in it this year because um, we just needed to budget our time better. And um, But like a week before the expo was going on, I was still getting emails from them asking if I'm coming back. And I'm like, are you going to give me a booth for free? Because that's the only way I'll come. And no. Okay, well, it kind of, it was, it seemed very desperate that <coughs> I was still getting emails like a week before. Please come. Yeah. But, but please pay. But then I found out from <laughs> a lot of other people, like their big t-shirt vendor backed out this year. Um, the people that did the photos backed out this year, uh, like all these people just backed out cause they didn't make any money in Calgary, I believe actually. So they all backed out of Regina. <clears throat> and hmm. so I think that was part of the problem and yeah, no, I'm looking forward to Saskatoon, though. I'm super pumped to see Beverly Crasher and Ron Perlman. But 
Yeah, I saw that uh, they announced Hellboy. Yeah. But he was like Beast from Beauty and the Beast, the old TV show. What else did he do? He was in one of the Blades. Yeah. I think he was in Alien 4. Yeah, like he's yeah. just, everyone knows he's, who he is, right? Yeah, he's fantastic. I guess he's a super nice guy, too. He and tried. They've oh. got more of uh, the Degrassi Jr. head guys, too. <laughs> they, uh, um, but like the one guy, I can't even remember who he is, but he's one of the Degrassi guys, but he's been answering all of the Facebook questions already, like on the Sask Expo page. Uh, he just, he's been jumping in, he's been doing promotional videos and everything. He's just been going, he's One of the big three are, have passed away yeah. between Joey, Snake, and Wheels. I can't remember which one is dead. I think Wheels. I think so. Because Snake's yeah. the tall one, right? Yeah. God, this is... See? My Pat Mastronomy? That's Joey. That's... No, that's not Joey. Is it? I don't I know. I thought he had the Pat and then the huge long Italian name is Joey. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that's the guy coming. I don't think it's Joey. But he, though. like... I yeah. feel like him and, like, whoever played Caitlin would be, like, the big two. The, the couple, right? yeah. Those two those, those two are coming. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were, like, the... That was the whole, like... Yeah. The love story that was intertwining, right? Those are like, the ones that are coming to Saskatoon. But, yeah, I think they're the only marketable ones, right? Like, but no offense to BLT or any of the other... Yeah. But Ron Perlman is pretty huge. And then they had... Um, What's his face? Lando. Billy D. Canceled. Yeah, yeah. They had him too. He, like, was, he was Harvey Dent in the uh, original Batman's from '89. Really? Yeah. Huh. The Tim Burton films had Billy D. Because I was dumb. Because I was a Batman person, right? Yeah. So they bring in Billy D. Williams, fresh off of Star Wars, and they're like, "He's Harvey Dent." And then everyone in the crowd that knows, they're like, "That that's Two Face." Yeah. <laughs> so then everyone was waiting to see where he'd go with it. Then he made the second movie with just. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Danny DeVito and never went anywhere with it. So I don't know if he held out or wasn't needed again. But yeah, he was meant to be Two-Face in the original Tim Burton hmm. films. So Yeah, did he really do anything else after Star Wars? Two-Face? That's, that's it? Uh, Colt 45 commercials? Hmm. He yeah. was like the spokesman for Colt 45 in the States. Oh. But yeah, no. Like... That was the big thing when I was reading, like when I was reading the comments when Fan Expo bought out Calgary and Edmonton was like, well, is Saskatoon going to be able to get the same quality guys? But I think they far exceeded that. They did. So and <laughs> I'm going to that one and I've stopped going to Regina. Like, and my friends who own the comic shops in town, like they get a booth, but it's the same, like they're moving their stuff from here, right? Like mm -hmm. when I want something, I walk over there on my lunch break and I buy it. Yeah. Period. Right. Like they're not exceeding or bringing in ex anything above and beyond that I'm not used to seeing yeah. on a daily basis and in Regina now we're down to just the two comic readers yeah. Tramps died um, Phoenix or whatever it was over here yeah I don't even I don't died. think I even went to that place really yeah and that's what sucks is like it was this old school older guy and he was the last because most of them started as like book exchanges and had comic books as part of the business and then the comic readers guy, as he put in the effort, built up, and comics became more of a thing in the 90s, right? He got, because people would come in with their novels, and they would get, like, so much credit for each one they handed in, and they'd yeah. use, use that credit. You just keep trading and just exchanging and reading and reading. Phoenix over here, um, that's across from my work, that used to be across from my work, he, 
it was this older British guy, I think, Jerry, and he was the last one to do the book exchange thing and like promote reading. If kids came in, he'd be like, whatever, take this kid's book. Like he was awesome, right? But he was a dying one because comics were still just over here this part. Yeah. He still had the book exchange. And um, finally, upstairs was the hookah lounge. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that became an instant sensation. Yeah. I don't get that culture. (laughs) I went once and I was scared. Yeah, see, I don't get it. I know, um, what's her name, Kim worked there for a while that we know. Really? Um, Yeah. I thought she did or she was there all the time. Anyways. She's probably there all the time. Yeah. Or she worked there. I don't know. Anyways. But yeah, like that place became a sensation. So the people who owned those three brick buildings in a row there felt it was good to just jack the rent throughout. Yeah. Bookstore goes broke, right? And so now they're... And the insult to me is... So it's a bookstore. He was awesome with his customers. He was the last of his kind. He dies, and a fucking money mark goes in. Yep. Which to me is like the scourge of the earth, right? Like... Well, I wonder... Like, because there's that used bookstore in, like, the uh, Centennial Mall there by Valley Village. Is it still? It's still there. Is it an exchange, though, or is it just like... It's, It's all used books, so... It must know. be they must buy and trade to a point, right? They do, yeah. <clears throat> and it's like packed to the roof, like there's just stacks and stacks. But and I never see anyone in book. there, though. I do, but really, I'm also there all the time because that's where my shop is now, right? Yeah, fair enough. Are so, you in the strip between the Sears and the? Va- I'm in. Village, I'm or? actually my booth is actually in the Sears. Yeah. Oh, cool. So that whole the whole Sears Bargain Center now has probably about a hundred vendors in it. So we've built this giant thing of wood and we've got a canoe on top and we've got a, a like a display um that actually has like living native prairie in it and stuff it's kind of cool but, oh cool yeah no it's but that that uh bookstore it, i kind of wish that they would kind of go get some more comics in but do they just get old comics that kind of come through their I, way or? i honestly haven't really seen many comics it's just novels Hmm. Which so they I'm might just with. be a true book exchange yeah, then, right? Yeah, because I do read a lot of novels, but it's just, uh, it'd be nice because I think that's a void that they could fulfill if they went that route too. But they've got, I think that they need bit more, like more space because right now it's just well, so jam-packed. It is like you said, like when I went in there, it was like crammed literally yeah. to the roof, like eight feet high, right? So I don't even know how you would peruse the books that are and then up, like, right? In the back. Um, in like kind of like the sort of garage area, they still have a ton more books too. So like they don't well, even have that all their books out. I felt that store was like twelve by eight at biggest, right? Like yeah, it's tiny, if, and that includes a counter for a cash register, yeah. right? Like, no, it's tiny. But yeah, it would be nice to see them having more comics, because then it would make it really easy for me to get them. <laughs> <laughs> just for your own purposes, might, that might be just like a guilty thing. But yeah, so is the Sears shrunk? Uh, yeah, they put up giant walls. Um, they've the escalators are now encased in kind of walls like they're they, you can't use them because you can't get to them. Uh, and then the market is just kind of like part of the main floor. And then Carmichael Outreach has moved into the north side of the building temporarily until they finally get their building up and running. Um, and then so we're kind of like in the middle, I guess. Is Sears a dead thing then? Because they co- they. The call center's gone, right? Sears, as a company, no longer exists. They went completely out of business. No, I thought they just shrunk big time. No, no, they're done. They are completely out of business nationally. It was kind of of weird because it's like they shut all down all their stores in Canada. And, uh, well, they only had stores in Canada. But 
Um, well, they had that fancy big Sears home out in the East End, and I noticed it's just a giant empty building now, yep. right? Like, They're but all... I thought they shut down like the the other things. Like, I thought the catalog was still a thing, and like, nope, it's all gone, Kaputsky. Hmm. Whole company's gone. They originally, like six months before they finally bid it, they did shrink a lot of stuff down. See, and that's the last thing yeah. I remember but was then... them like. Call center in Regina gone. We're closing the Sears home. But I thought yeah. they were still going to do, like, the clearance centers that held, like, things that were returned by the catalog people. Like, yeah. Nope. Everything's gone kaputs. Huh. So. So how come they don't bail them out, but they'll bail out, like, Bombardier every three years? <laughs> That's <laughs> a like, very good question. Uh, I think Sears is more of a national treasure than... Yeah. Like, the one that kind of worries me is the Bay. Like, I don't ever shop at the Bay, but I think it's a huge part of our history. Like, they used to own three-quarters of Canada. It was a trading company. Yeah. Yeah. Trader posts. So, I would be very sad to see that one go... But there are three tiers, right? But the other tiers have suffered. It was the Bay had the nicer things, right? Mm -hmm. And then there was Zellers was a subsidiary of them. Yeah. But all the Zellers, I can't, is there a Zellers? Nope. Zellers was um, also bought, or Target tried to buy out Zellers to move in, to make their ill attempt to move into Canada, and it didn't work. Um, but no, going but at the same time, going into Zellers at like three in the afternoon was going into, like the same as going into Walmart at three in the morning. Like the same amount of people were in there. It was just dead. Dead, all yeah. The time. Even Target was like that though, right? Like yeah. there was one or two products where they would have something like ridiculously cheap. Like I think I remember for Xander there was like the kids gotch was ridiculously cheap at like Target, but that was the only reason to go there, right? Like you get like a ten pack in his size, right? We for, only went there for Skylanders toys. Act the figures because they were the cheapest there. That was the only reason I ever went to Target. Huh. Yeah. See I always wait for the dollar store for those. Because whenever the next game comes out, all the old ones go to the dollar store. Yeah. So, like, behind there, I have a giant green bucket that's just, like, the old ones, right? Because the new one he never even did with the gems. Yeah, no, we didn't do that one either. Or the race cars. I think they took a huge hit when they tried to do the race cars. Yeah. And then tried to do a whole new, like, we're doing... I think it's gone now, though, isn't it? Yeah. But it was the, like, that's, like, when we were talking back full circle, right? Like, Fortnite's the phenomenon now. At one point, Skylanders was it. And putting things on that portal, right? Yeah. Because then Disney had to come out with their Infinity or whatever and all their properties. And then Lego Dimensions was there. Right. So, like, there's always that one thing that kind of, like, I don't know if they were the first ones with the portal. But Skylanders did it right because it was, like cool characters kids really like them like i know xander played a boatload out of they giants show. Hmm? they had a show yeah this academy but yeah he let and he had his favorite like characters like it would say like fire guys are better here and he's like no i like this guy this guy this guy i'll use them right like he had his favorites right and the voice of the cop from family guy was one of them on the show was he yep i know that the the alchemist guy, Pop Fizz or whatever, was um, Bobcat Goldthwait. I don't know who that is. How old are you? 35. Yeah, okay, never mind. He <laughs> was like iconic comedian of the 80s. Oh. Like, so yeah, you would have just missed him. But yeah, like, it's so funny because it's sad. If I don't hear of somebody for a long time, I assume they've passed away. Like, when John Goodman showed up, I was like, but I thought he was dead. <laughs> Like, that's actually it's exactly what I assume I'm like oh when did this person die he's not dead well I haven't seen him in anything in a long time and I think it was community he showed yeah. up as like the evil like air conditioning school dean or whatever right and I'm like 
I thought he was dead, right? And it's just like... He was still starring as Fred, Fred Flintstone and stuff in those movies. But that's... Yeah, no. He he did kind of disappear, though. But then he came back. Now he's back. I think. He was in that... They rebooted Roseanne and then she spouted off. No, before that he was in... He had Community and then he had something else, like... He was in that movie with the big alien thing with the shaky cam. Huh. He was it in the was movie Cloverfield. Okay, I didn't not, see that. Not not the first one, the the whatever Cloverfield Lane. Oh, 13 Cloverfield Lane or something. Yeah, he was in that movie. He I've never in, seen it. But. I think he was in Flight with Denzel Washington where it was like the story about like the 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 drug addict pilot who like because he flies high all the time, mm. he did some miraculous thing and it saved half the people on the plane. But then it was such a cool movie. I can't remember if it was based off a true story, but I'm assuming a lot of pilots are wasted anyways, right? Yep. Because <laughs> I think something just came up in Toronto where they grounded a plane because both guys were wasted. Probably. Um, but the in the movie, because he was so coked out and drunk, he did some wicked maneuver, maneuver and, and saved everybody. And he, well, not everybody, but like it should have been a full on crash where everyone died, but like yeah. say 40% lived, right? So then all of a sudden they're touting this guy as a hero. But then they do a toxicology on him because he goes into the hospital and then all things start spinning out of control, right? Yeah. And then he starts going into withdrawal because he's being detained and it's just like he's a mess, right? And it's so funny because I'm positive his drug dealer was John Goodman. And so they need him to testify and say that he was fine. So at the end of the movie, John Goodman comes in and like cleans him up, brings him a suit, brings him a, um, a bag of Coke, brings him a bunch of booze and he's just like, here, drink this, do this, blow this, done. And he was just like, what's the term functioning alcoholic right yeah. like i'm sure and you've encountered enough of those too right like it's the restaurant business well, i like, was one <laughs> yeah right and it's i don't think i ever hit alcoholic phase like i think there were mornings where i woke up and i just kind of like was like hey you need to knock this off for a few months and kind of write yourself but there are those people that like they're shittier at their job when they're sober yeah but sometimes <clears throat> i think that they are for the first like couple months, but then after a while, they'll just click and do it again. I don't think they give it the chance, though, right? Yeah, they just immediately think that they're terrible. Yeah, or they'll fuck up for so long they might get fired, right? Until yeah. they don't get the chance to right the ship. And it's funny because yeah, I was chatting with one of my coworkers in government, and they used to manage a place, right? And they talked about like it was like when she was new to the job or new manager, and she caught a guy like grabbing a Caesar at the beginning of his shift and she's like what the hell and like could smell it on him or whatever but then he went out and like rocked two sections and never missed a beat yeah well like I remember being at like a -a wingathon and like six beers in and they're like yeah we really need you to work tonight (laughs) and then being like okay well you're gonna have to drive me there and worked an entire shift as they gave me all that beer (laughs) <laughs> that was Derek. <laughs> oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, he was there on my... Yeah, because on my way out, he had just come in. Yeah. And by the time I came back, he was off in Niagara. Something like that, yeah. But I don't think he's there anymore. I think every single person who got shipped off to run a store is gone. Really? Yeah. Oh? Because you're not under John's eye. Or you're not... Like... Hmm? The thing, and I still use John as my example, right? Like, he would give you the shirt off his back. I know he's bailed people out of jail. I know he's gone and picked people up when they needed it at two in the morning. Like, 
he's there. Yeah. And even when I'm not an employee, he's still a reference for me. Um, we had some function at work and nobody thought about keeping the food warm. I texted him and he had chafing trays for me within 20 minutes. Yeah. He's, I treat him like family and I think he he does that. He is the, uh, the best person I've ever worked for. And one of my good friends still, I haven't even talked to him in a a couple months and I still think he's one of my good friends. Yeah. I just saw him on the deck at the place over here. Right. And I stopped, had a good check because he's in some cycling group now and they bike around for exercise. Right. And they stopped and of course had a beer (laughs) and I saw him on the deck and it's just, yeah, it's one of those people that like, you don't have to talk to him all the time, but yeah, like, yeah. And that's the case. Like now if he ever phones me. I would drop like short of I couldn't do something with Xander but Xander's even old enough now that I can leave him home like if John yeah. phoned I would drop everything I would too and I guarantee there's tons of people that would and that's the thing right and like I had worked for so many people in that in between thing and it sucks because my first introduction was to him in that business yeah so I saw it sucks because I saw the best first yeah like, I went in there, I worked hard because A, I was working for him, and B, I was working for Scott, who was my friend, who was the KM at the time. So I bust my button. Within three weeks, I was supervising, and he had, like, tapped me on the shoulder, and he's like, you're doing an awesome job, I'm going to bump you up to blah, blah, blah per hour. Yeah. I'd never been in a place where they weren't forced to give me a raise. Yeah. Well, like, when I was talking to, like, the Rob, actually, um, when we were booking the wedding and stuff, we were talking about it. He'd worked at a bunch of places after, and he's like... I was at this one place uh, that I'm not, not going to mention the name. Yeah. He's like, I met the owner several times and they did not ever know my name. They never once figured it out. And he, they'd come by and they'd introduce themselves and they'd be like, I've met you like eight times. And I know what you're talking like, about and I've worked there also. After, Yeah, you have. He's like, after working for John, it just ruined every other restaurant. Yeah. I can't remember if that probably was Rob's first experience too because he's a I think he's a bit younger than me right and I came in a little like in my mid-20s when everyone else was still like fresh teenagers and college students right but that's it right and then like so I went on to other places so like that was a franchise so I was used to rules I was used to a boss who was stern but fair yeah if you fucked up you would still catch it or be punished but you knew why you did it and you weren't getting shit on for doing something that wasn't like whatever yeah. so um he had a saying it was like and it had to do with accountability if you hold people accountable they'll respect you yeah and then they'll work hard for you and just don't be a dick to them and it's common sense but like how many places have we both worked at combined that we don't see that on a daily basis right most of them <laughs> and like he and like I remember he was only 50 owner at the time but like he could have pulled away and just like left it in the GM's hands but like he was in there every morning his mom was in there doing the cash every morning like is she still around I don't know but like so for the when during my training I got put on prep with Scott to learn you prep you'd learn prep and work your way up to like the night shift right yeah and so for like that was my routine for like two or three months out of the gates is like come in do dough with Scott chat with Alice and so that was great yeah and that even firmed up the family feeling of john even more right because like his mom's there and like he's coming in when he doesn't have to be like everyone has a job but he's still coming in and like son was babysitting damien for a while too yeah like there's (laughs) they you're not on facebook are you no well I, i am but i have two friends and i don't accept anyone else yeah and so like john's on there and now he's like i can see he's finally like disengaging and like I can't think of another time he's been on trips and posted pictures That's ever good. but 
Like nothing. Yeah, I can't unless like, it involved Boston Pizza. I can't. Right. Yeah. It's him, um, his wife, the two kids, in England. That's cool. And way I think Scotland, England, like, and they're posting things, and it's no other people. It's just the family doing stuff, and I'm like. He That's probably awesome. deserved that reward 20 years ago. Yeah, probably. But he still hustled, right? And, like, would come in. Like, he had GMs. He still came in and did whatever, right? And was just... And it wasn't this looming, like, oh, shit, John's here. It's just he came in and worked hard and was always, like, striving to make the place better, right? And like, even if he was just didn't having a drink, he'd still go over and say hi. Yeah. Yeah. Like... And it's, like you said with Rob, like, it ruined a lot of places after. It even ruined, like, non-restaurant industries. Yeah. Like, I've worked at other places, I'm like, this is garbage. Like, just being treated like the way I am. Usually I end up given a ton of responsibility because I'm responsible, which is really annoying. A lot of the time it's like, oh, you can do this really quick, so you're going to do this a thousand times. I'm like, but I, I don't want to. Yeah, but, no, I... Yeah, no, he kind of ruined a bunch of... That's why I want to work for myself now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I'm very critical of management now, I find. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I find that I'm also a much better manager. So, And actually, a lot of the stuff that he's told me has helped a lot. Like, if there's a salesman that you don't really want to talk to, you don't ever sit down with them. You just keep stand, standing and talking. Like, tips like that are awesome. Or... He, and you would see that too like if yeah. there was people in the lounge that were like the annoying regulars that were trying to get a hold of him to yeah. get something out of him he would chat 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 go work another room yep yeah and no he had a, he had a good sense he knew people that was yeah it and I learned a lot about people from him and I actually told him that at the wedding I pulled him aside and said John like I've learned the most about people from you and I just want to make sure that you know that and uh, he's just kind of looked at me funny he's like oh Thank you. And then Carlo was like, that is really nice. <laughs> and th- that's and that's the other thing. Like, I don't know how many people take the time to actually thank him, right? But yeah. then again, he, like, I don't I don't think he needs it. Like, no. he's, he's just a really big-hearted person, yeah. right? Like, the restaurant industry might not have been the best fit for him, right? But he just, he excelled at it. He worked hard. And he went through a lot of places before that where that would have been higher status, right? Because he was yeah. a keg guy and he was an Earl's guy. And so, like... I um, think he would have succeeded in anything he went into. Yeah. But... And just, yeah, and the life lessons, and yeah, like I we said, like, I'm hypercritical of management because I'm like, that's not the way you lead, or that's not the way yeah. a manager does this, or this isn't, like, how you work with people underneath you to grow them into being better people, and just... This like, is how you create separation. Yeah. I always felt like I was on a team with him. Yeah, and stuff he did 20 years ago when I started there, like, coming up on 20 years ago, are things that are now becoming HR practices now. <laughs> like, now where I am, like, be a team is, like, the big driving force. And yeah. it's like, it always should have been be a team. Like, you shouldn't be out to, like, stab the other person. Like, and just, yeah, it's weird. He's just ahead of his time. And, like, so I'm, like, when now when he's posting vacation stuff through Europe, I'm like, stay I know you like yeah just just stay over there have enjoy fun. yourself like yeah. go have a beer that's not here right like I, I wish he would give seminars to the university staff <laughs> he's a hundred times more qualified right yeah like and 
there's a lot of uh, it's not my job, so I'm not going to do it there. Yeah. I'm just curious how much of it's natural and how much reading and extra stuff he sought out, right? Like, Yeah, I think... I think most of it's natural. Like, if you like, if you talk to his mom, like she's a lot the same way. Like, yeah, she was always stopping to see how I was doing whenever I saw her. Uh, like, I, even if I saw her like outside of summer, it would be like running over to where I am. Matt, how's life? How's everything going? Like, and genuinely interested, not in like just making small talk thing yeah. either. So I think a lot of it is actually from her, but that's just kind of what I think. I think most of it was from. Her, but then there was some other stuff that you probably like read about and stuff but he never would tell you if you read about it or anything <laughs> yeah but I think 90% was probably just his personality see yeah and like at some of the other places I worked at like Moxie's being the big one my other big kind of like corporate franchise kind of experience it was like they would give you like homework like here read this book by this successful guy and yeah. then give me a book report on it and I'm like <laughs> well, that's what BPs was becoming when I left. Like really? You had to do all the online training, and you had to write tests and stuff. Really? Yeah. Why don't I know any of this? Well, this did is, I do them? I think you were already gone when I was still like came back to do some more serving and stuff. Okay. So I'd have to go and I'd have to like do a bunch of like online tests on like different things, and I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, the best way I know I'm going to find out what's in something is if I eat it, not if I read it once and open it up in a different window so I can pass the test by reading it off the cheat sheet. Yeah. I guess, like, even when I came back the second time, like, I don't remember doing it, but maybe I did. But also, I worked in the kitchen for almost a year. So, like, um, who was the main day server when I was there the first time? Tina? Tina. Yeah. Got canned. Yeah. (laughs) A few of them did. For stealing. Um, But... I just remember, like, um, I came in one day, and they were like, hey, you got to write an exam to be a server. And it's like, I was in the kitchen. They're like, what are the ingredients in? And then I'm like, it's this, this, then do this, then you add this, this is in the sauce. Like, so if you weren't in the kitchen, though, like, yeah, exactly. Know that stuff. But that was just like one test, right? But like, it's a ton of like little tests. Like, these are the appetizers, and that's like multiple choice. (laughs) And like, it was... I thought it was actually quite ridiculous. I'm like, I'm not learning a thing. Like, I, I'm doing exactly what I know everyone else is doing, and they have the ingredients open in a separate browser window, and they're just cheating. And I didn't learn a single thing. So, yeah, even, yeah, when I was there the first time, that was before the internet was, like... Yeah. So there wouldn't have been online testing, right? No. It would have been, like, yeah. write the test. My original food test was a written thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I... Derek didn't even grade it, I don't think. He just said, looked at it and said, yeah, you passed. <laughs> so, yeah, because he had just come on when I was going out. I'm trying to remember who the original, original managers were. It would have been John as the GM. There was Brent, Cam, and I can't remember the little guy that was balding. Yeah, he was gone when I was there. Yeah. I had Brent, Cam, Derek... And then the one guy moved off to Alberta, and Derek came in, and so then it was Derek, Brent, and Cam. Yeah. And then there were certain people, servers that were like, like Alyssa and some, and Jordan Jakubowski were the ones who were um, servers that would go up and do like supervisor shifts. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But yeah, like, I don't know. It's so hard, right? Like, to get competent staff that aren't going to like, because... 
restaurant industry is what percent students like honestly yeah it's your college job yeah and so like anyone with any intelligence drive or heart you have them for a max four-year window if they drop out you might get them for a little longer so like you're literally trying to find the best of the potential lifers and it's going down like the amount of potential like because i'm teaching at the university too and the amount of people that just expect things to be done for them like the quality of i think staff and people has just gone down significantly like in the last five years since i've been teaching i've noticed huge differences like in just in attitudes towards life in general it's like when you got people come up and being like you should mark things better so we like you more like that's insane that's the feedback that's that's what people have come up and said to me and then i've looked at them and said i really don't give a fuck if you like me or not that's not my job and then they just get taken aback or like well you took off marks here well yeah you were three days late well you can't take off marks yes i can it says right there that 10 percent a day well i've never had late marks taken off before well you've never had me as a teacher before like what do they do at universities now well that's it's all coming from high school and elementary school like yeah. these are all straight from those there's things. no failing anymore but i thought university was now the blunt cutoff it is but they're under the same expectation that they have in high school and elementary school so they come and they expect the same treatment that they got all the way through school oh okay which is to me absolute garbage but you can still fail a college course oh yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. no i and i do (laughs) i do fail people and i have failed and uh they get like just completely blown away when they're failing something they're like what do you mean how can i fail something i'm like well you put in zero work study (laughs) like and they'd be like well you should make these quizzes easier why i haven't seen you like i teach labs i'm like i haven't seen you in the lab studying for the lab exam so why would I make it any easier? And it's just comments that I get like that regularly that it's... Who even says that? Like, It's honestly about 50% of the students have this attitude. Minimum. Where's the onus on hard work gone? It's It's gone. And then like the ones that do work hard, they there's a problem with they don't know how to figure stuff out for themselves. Like I taught one of the highest marks in what I teach um, last year, I taught him how to use the index of his textbook because he couldn't figure out where to find answers to things. Like, and this is something that we're seeing increasingly. Like, it's it's just increasing exponentially. Is this a product of, like, helicopter parenting? Because I hear there's parents now, like, going with their kids to the university to, like, do stuff. Yeah, we've actually, um, we've had parents, like, come in and meet with us and be like, you failed our kid. And I've been like, well, I haven't actually personally had this, but they've been like, yeah, we're going to talk to your kid about this because he's an adult. And that's who we're talking to. And, yeah, it's been quite ridiculous. We actually say at the beginning of the semester that if your parents coming in then there's an issue <laughs> your parents shouldn't be coming in for university courses but like there's That's also things problem. like the university administration is so messed up like i said earlier it's a, it's a lot of it's not my job attitude so if you don't have the courage or the know-how to keep pushing 
like the administration will roll you over. Like I got kicked out of a math class four times in one semester, even though I had all of the appropriate overrides that I needed. It's just that someone would look at the file and be like, oh, you didn't have this math prerequisite for it, but not look any further to see if there's overrides. But if like most of the first year students coming up, they would have just taken it and been like, okay, whatever, I'll just go. I guess there's nothing else I can do. Whereas I would continuously go and be like, hey, look, you guys did this. This is ridiculous. And they'd have to redo it. So there's it. zero pushback? There's zero pushback. Um, there's, for people, if they think that they're like important people that know everything. Um, so there's like no pushback. And then there's just like, there's really no work being done. It's like we tell them to write a four page essay and they'll give us a two page essay. Or it's a 10 mark question and they'll write a one word. Like it's just, they don't understand and they don't have the initiative to even try to figure out things either like we have to give them in fourth year classes uh, an assignment to teach them how to research in fourth year classes we shouldn't have to do that anymore you should know how to research then what's happening for three and a half years I don't know (laughs) but like yeah it's just it's insane like the amount of stuff Um, I actually tutored a 100% blind um, guy in Geology 102. He could identify rocks and minerals better than any other kid in that class. We were talking about him once, yeah. Yeah, it was insane. Like, he was better than me. Uh, He couldn't do the microscope work later on. That's why he couldn't be a geologist. But, um, and, like, it was kind of funny because, like, he'd, he'd hear people complaining about how hard it was, and he'd be like, why are these people complaining about how hard it is? Look, he's like, I can just pick up a rock and I can tell you how many cleavages or how hard it is just by feeling it. And I'm like, yeah, well, we've also come in here to study. None of these people have. And he's like, oh, well, why don't they come in to study? And I'm like, that's a very good question. And we're having this conversation in front of these people, <laughs> which is highly entertaining. <laughs> I guess he can't see where if they're yeah. close or far. Like He did not care. That was the thing. Like He knew that they were there. He just didn't care. And which is pretty funny, but sometimes a little awkward, especially when we're talking about some things. But let's <laughs> <laughs> keep it to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would do. Yeah, um, and he was amazing. Like he was like I learned so much from that kid, and he gave me a uh, um, a graphic, a spoken graphic novel for at the end of it to like thank me. Oh, that's super cool. And so I got. Um, Secret Wars? Okay. Like the original one? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been 86-ish, yeah. Yeah. That's so, awesome. And Damien and I listened to that all the way back and forth from Saskatoon for a while. And Damien thought it was great. Yeah. So it was kind of cool. But no, like, it's all about effort and nobody's willing to put in the effort. Like when I was, when I took like mineralogy, which is kind of used to be the, the killer class in second year... I was there every night till three in the morning trying to learn these stupid minerals. Whereas now you might get two students in there a couple times a week. They just don't have the initiative or drive to actually try. And Hmm. I don't know why. And it really bothers me. I think a lot of it is like, they only have to think on 180 characters most of the time. I guess it's 260 now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Twitter doubled it. Yeah. Doubled their thought space. Yeah. So amazing. Maybe they're, Twitter's working to expand the kids' knowledge. 
Yeah, but then you don't want to hit that wall where Facebook is because Facebook's where all the negativity is because people can just spew endless amounts of crap, right? Yeah. So I like Twitter that it's like, be concise, be to a point, you're cut off now. <laughs> so the, even like the double was like, now I before I'd be like, oh, I got to abbreviate this or like yeah. punctuated like no two spaces after a sentence before. Now I'm like, okay, what I want to what I want to put on Twitter, there's room. Yeah. So. Yeah, I still liked it better when it was shorter sentences, though. I think because now I, because I only really tweet for unless I'm. It was like one seventy to two forty or something in that ballpark. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When I uh, like yelling at the city about my sidewalk or I read all your stuff. <laughs> or do uh, they answer? Uh, yeah, they said that there's someone they're gonna send someone out to look at it again, but I doubt it. They're, yeah, no, it's ridiculous what they did. I was kind of confused. I was like, okay, well, I've been I've been complaining about the sidewalk for five years, and there's five neighbors that have been continuously phoning in about it, and then they came and they did the section in front of my house. And so they fixed it. it for the main complainer. I guess so. <laughs> but did you like, tell them the phone is obsolete and they gotta up it to Twitter? It was just weird because it was like, they, they stopped, but it didn't make any sense where they stopped. I saw the picture. It's just like it ended. Yeah. And then it was like the most, like, you couldn't even call it a sidewalk anymore. No. It was like bordering just on being like a gravel path, right? Yeah. And like, my wife is actually tripped on there and broke her knee. And like, there's an old lady down on the end of the block that uh, has a walker that doesn't use the sidewalk. She walks on the road because she can't use the sidewalk. Because the road's paved. Yeah. And so, but I don't know. They don't seem to care, I guess, about any of this. They just like, I don't oh, think there's money. For a lot of the stuff. Because yeah. the province doesn't give money to cities anymore. Yes. Thank you, province. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like the rules have changed and there was no notice, right? So yeah. like like my mom's back home and she's like, nothing's getting fixed up, nothing's whatever. Like everyone has to make all these like massive cutbacks and it's just like. Yeah. But I don't see how the roads go first. <laughs> or the sidewalks, right? But like. Lower some of the salaries at the higher level? I don't know how to fix the city. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they should have city-owned pot shops. Can we do that? <laughs> Municipality-owned pot shops. There yeah. we go. All of the problems are solved. <laughs> and that's like, is it Colorado that's doing it where it's all like they're running a surplus because of like, I swear they have the shops and the tax on it. And it's like balance that. It's one of the states. One of the first states to legalize it. I swear it's Colorado. And it's something about, like, because of all the pot shots just in Denver or something. It was like, boom, we're no longer in a deficit because we tax it appropriately and we get yeah. a cut of it, right? So, like, and now in this province, it was a lottery system. And now a lot of the shop sort owners of. are from out of province, right? Yeah. And it's like... I don't agree with that whatsoever. I think that they should have to be from the province. And I also don't understand how one person got like six but wasn't it a husband wife combination and they counted as separate applicants uh which i don't know i've see and i have things that make me mad i stop reading about when i should be digging deeper into them so that i have an opinion right and it's just like that entire thing i knew that we were going to drop the ball on it yep well we dropped the ball on a lot of stuff it's it's just it's also new so like, if we start out with six in Regina, I think that's where we're getting. Yeah. Um, then I'm assuming that eventually it'll expand to more. 
uh, like how many liquor stores do we have? But that's shrinking too, right? And like Sobeys is expanding, and yeah. those specialty wine shops are getting licenses, and like, so I don't know where the number. I don't know if there's a solid number of like Saskatchewan can only have four hundred and eighty liquor stores period like i've never understood it though right that's it's like yeah that's all i think dictated at the provincial level but yeah i don't think there's a limit to liquor store licensing because you got off sales and stuff too yeah and that's the loophole that a lot of people went that way right yeah. because like and i think that's what created a lot of like the the brew house boom right yeah because it's like sorry only this many places can have an off sale or if you're making some your own product on site then you can sell whatever you want. So then, because then we got like the Brewsters and um, what the heck was he? That slow, it turned into Spurlings, I think. He started brewing so he can start selling um, uh, Rebellion and like all of them, right? Like it opens the door. As long as you make enough, you have to make so much of a certain product of your own and that opens the door, right? Because, like, even in the South End, Bonzini's, right? Like, so I think... we grow our own weed, we can sell whatever we want? See, I don't know if it's, <laughs> it'll be the same rules, right? Like, I... It's such a... Like, I don't envy whoever has to come up with the rules. I just feel that we started already in the wrong direction, letting yeah. people from outside of the province capitalize on it, right? Like... Because then the money's leaving the province. Like, where's Sobe's headquarters? Yeah. Like, in the end, like, why do they need liquor stores? Like, I don't mind that specialty one that's in um, Harbor Landing, because I think that's a local thing, right? Like, cool. If you're taking the time and you're a local guy and you're passionate about wine and you want to open your niche thing, let go to it, right? And you're bringing in special things that, like... Well, that was, like, co-op's whole argument after the private liquor store thing, too. Like, they didn't get any in Regina or Saskatoon, did they? I don't think so. Or they got one. Did they? Where, like, Sobey's got, like, four. Yeah. And they're like, we're owned in Saskatchewan. It's a cooperative, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't understand it. I just, I kind of. The one thing that I'm interested to see with the legalizing the marijuana is uh, um, in Colorado, the first month that it was legalized, violent crime went down 10%. And that's something that we have a lot of problems with in Saskatchewan. So I'm very curious to see. I've never thought of that. That's brilliant. What's going to happen with our crime rate. Like, we're number one and three now in Regina and Saskatoon. Saskatoon. We used to be one and two. Who we used to be one and two. We, who, Regina who dropped, dropped the to three. We're moving down. Saskatoon's still number one. What's two? I think it's Winnipeg. I don't know what else it would be. I don't know. I can't think of any. But it gets skewed because we're 200,000, so if we get one extra murder, that skews things where Toronto's, what, three million people? So, like, it's, the difference in one murder doesn't really skew the percentage. Per capita. That's what I mean, right? Yeah. Like, so when you're smaller, per capita fucks you, right? And we're both like 200,000 people cities, so it's... Yeah. But we're also, I believe, in a more violent province, right? So yep. it's like... So yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what happens with I that. never knew that stat. That's brilliant. Yeah. I wonder. It's going to be interesting. But then the city police are asking for an extra million dollars in their budget because of the violent outbursts that they're expecting, right? And the crime Which based around it. Also confuses me because they're like, yeah, we want to get more training on how to like identify people high on weed and I'm like but there's technology there has to have be. this training like you've had it before you're already trained to spot people high on weed when you're driving I guess yeah it's not a revolutionary like, yeah like it's nothing new like you're trained to spot people high on weed you're trained to people spot like high on meth like, just on something yeah to know they're not so, in their right 
I've never really fully understood that argument at all. It doesn't make sense to me. I think they're struggling and they're just trying to inflate the budget any way they can. Yeah. Just and don't get me wrong, fantastic. You want to hire more police officers and get them trained and doing their job, maybe get Regina down to five or something. Like, go for it. But I just don't like that they're like <laughs> they're blaming marijuana for it, right? Yeah. Like they're saying marijuana's coming, give me an extra million dollars to like yeah. up the security on it or up the training, right? Like But it's, it's yeah. Like we toured um the Regina police station a while ago with Cubs and like their shooting range is not operational anymore. Like, it's crumbling. The walls are crumbling and everything. They have to go use the RCMP stuff because they're, it's just not adequate. And, like, walking around there, like, the offices were just so squished together that it was, I don't know how they work. Like, it was so disconcerting to see that our police forces like that. Wow. And I wonder, no one probably knows that, right? Like, why doesn't the province give them the bus station? They dare? Oh, no, they have to buy it, don't they? Is that in the works? Because that would be brilliant if they need the space. Yeah, they're, they're moving to the bus station. Okay, I never yeah. knew that. Yeah, do you watch the news at all? <laughs> no, I don't have cable. It's I don't beautiful. Have cable. I literally open up my news app and scroll through, like, um, country, world, local, and just whatever it has for, like, top headlines for the day. Oh. Yeah, I think they had to buy it, though, for, like, 17 mil. Oh, f- yeah, <laughs> which is really stupid, isn't it? You're buying it from another section of government, which confuses me. But, but it's municipal and GD. provincial, right? Like there's <laughs> there's the three yeah. tiers. There's the cities, there's the provinces, and there's the feds, right? And like, yeah. So yeah, there. I don't and think then, anyone's doing well. So I was tweeting back and forth right after it happened about if Robbins was staying because that would be hilarious if they were staying in the cob station. <laughs> and I guess Robbins wants to stay, and they want Robbins to stay. So it might actually be staying. The police station would have a donut shop? I know, it's great. That's brilliant. But yeah, they've they've got all that and they've already started renovations and everything. So. Oh, nice. But they it'll be interesting to see their renovations because most of that was just like a big, huge garage. Yeah. So, it was a, like to house 18 buses or whatever, right? Yeah. So. I'm like, hmm. Now there's and no then there buses. was the upstairs was the offices and then there was the wing that had the snack shop, the Robins and yeah. maybe like a soup place, right? And that was it. And the waiting area. It was chairs, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much room there was upstairs for offices, right? Yeah, I don't know. Cause but yeah, like slice up all the docking bays. Yeah, that's probably what they're going to be doing. Or but they then they would have like monstrous roofs, right? I don't know if you could make it two floors. Probably, but they need to. I'm hoping that they or make actually, it the shooting range. Yeah, there we go. They actually keep the police station too, and just kind of expand. I'm hoping they're not just moving. <laughs> no, like if it's the way you describe it, right? Then that would. So, yeah, it makes more sense when they are asking for money because then yeah. if things are in that ill repair, right? Like Oh, it was it was terrible. And, like, I felt bad for them. <laughs> and so, they're the ones protecting us. Yeah. I was like, you guys are protecting us. And, and they're yeah. busy because I live on the corner of a major intersection and I hear them constantly. I live in not a corner of a major intersection and I hear them constantly. <laughs> fair enough. I see them on my street regularly. Yeah, fair which enough. Which really... Right? makes me sad but yeah <clears throat> at least SWAT hasn't been out in a couple months so I'm good they usually are uh, one block north of me quite regularly so you're right on the dividing line I am well I'm because I'm two blocks south of Vic so okay yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it kind of it spills over every no, once in a while fair enough right and it depends like east and west on Vic too right like yeah 
But yeah, it kind of has its ups and downs on Victoria Avenue, even right? Like, oh yeah, I'm, I in within I think it was an eight block radius. I have eight massage parlors. Eight what? Eight massage parlors. Oh, and one. There must be zero tension. Actual <laughs> massage parlor <laughs> that oh, I yeah. feel bad for because they're an actual thing, and like they've been there forever. I don't even remember what it is, but uh, yeah, they've been there forever. But then all these little Oriental ones showed up. At what point do you realize you're not getting a happy ending from a real one? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I one... feel ripped off that you paid $200 for a shoulder massage. My favorite is the one. I've never been to any of these, if anyone's listening, by the way. <laughs> uh, there's one that's a laundromat. So you can take your laundry in the back and put it in the laundry machine, and then you go to the front and get your massage. <laughs> yeah. I'm there's like, one that's a block and a half from my government building. And I find it funny because when I go for my walks, I can see where it is, right? And it's like... Yeah. It's just weird that it's like down, like, because my work's in like the transition area, right? So it's yeah. like all, what's the term for the homes that you can't do anything to? Um, like old 1800s. Oh, like heritage homes. Her- so it's yeah. like either office buildings or heritage homes. And I think it's in one of these heritage homes. It's just like the like yeah. neon massage <laughs> and in the middle of it all, right? Like the last, before the last election, I actually like had a big discussion with, um, my city councilor, who's no longer city councilor, about it because I was like, "Well, why are they here? Like, I would like them to be in the industrial area. I don't care if they're if that's where the strippers have to go yeah. because of all the rules with and no alcohol." And he's like, "Well, they don't have like open signs on them." I'm like, "Yes, they do." And it was just there was no argument whatsoever. And then the new guy, when he was running for office, um, we had a big discussion about it, and he agreed with me. Like, let's move them to the industrial area. Like Saskatoon has them. The people, like the massage parlors in Saskatoon, the people that do their HR is the police. Like, they have... They have a big, like, licensing procedure, yeah. though. So, and, like, they interview, like interviewed the madame at one of them, and she's just like, yeah, no, I have the best HR department ever. The police do all my background checks for me. He's like, it's all legal, and the police do it all for me. So... Like, why can't we do something similar like that? There here? needs to be some rules. Like, there shouldn't be any within, like, X blocks of schools. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, I was thinking residential areas. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, right? And like, the thing that annoys me is that that city councilor has done nothing. He doesn't say anything about it or anything as soon as he got elected. So was he just yes-manning you? Yeah. I will not be voting for him next election, Joel. Vote, vote Quimby. If he runs. Uh, I don't know. You don't remember that from The Simpsons? Yeah, I remember that from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched in 20 years, but it's apparently still on the air. The Simpsons? Yeah. 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 I haven't watched it in a while either, because it's not on Netflix, and that's what I have. Uh, last episode I watched was the one where Bret Hart was the guest star, and that would have been... And he retired in 2002 from wrestling. So. Oh, wow. Well, sometimes they they post things on Reddit. And that's the little clips. That's the only time I really see it. Oh, the highlights? Yeah. Are you a big Reddit guy? Yeah. See, and that's one pop culture thing I'm not. Really? Yeah. That's probably why I know so much about what happens in Regina. I don't even, you know, maybe I can get you to teach. I don't know how to navigate Reddit, right? Like, it's just, I feel like it's this giant, like, trolling grounds for everything, right? Like, I I don't see the good of it because anytime I hear a reference to Reddit, it's about something that deteriorates or it's a 4chan reference, right? So it's like... Yeah. I never really used in the 4chan, but from my understanding, it's like a little bit more clean than 4chan. Yeah. 
4chan's hilarious though sometimes now that yeah like there's Shia LaBeouf thing that was insane right or did you ever see that was that when they kept finding out where he was or something he had a flag yeah and they kept taking it down yeah because it was on closed circuit and they would just walk up and take it yeah and so he put it in the middle of this field in the middle of nowhere and the 4chan guys because they're decent hackers right they would watch in the video and see what when planes were going over and what clouds were going over yeah and they would triangulate it based on weather and flights like to me that's like FBI brilliance of tracking right like smart yeah to put that much effort into tracking down this a flag a flag that says he what is it he will not divide us or it's something Something anti-Trump right yeah but and then them to go in their Peppy the Frog costumes take his flag away and leave um, Make America Great hat in its place at the same time though it's sad that that's what they're using their talents for (laughs) wasted genius yeah like like some of the stuff they do when they pick on the two extremes is hilarious like but yeah like they're getting into a lot of trouble now right like because it's to the point where they're like wrecking shit or ruining people's lives and things like that like I didn't mind when they were making fun of the celebrity guy right like yeah well Reddit's doing that too so like, yeah so the like Boston bomber thing they misidentified a guy <laughs> So like, yeah, so that's my envisionment of Reddit, right? It's just like another troll factory that's all, even more escalated than Facebook. Because Facebook, I can just block people, right? And like Reddit, if you walk into the wrong subreddit, I'm assuming it's just a troll factory or just stupidity, right? But so, yeah, but you can just leave. Like the I yeah. really only go in like the Saskatchewan, Saskatoon, and Regina ones. I am and amazed comics. that we have a subreddit and comics. Yeah. And That's interesting. Sometimes gardening. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's like everything though. Like at yeah. what? Because like Wiki used to be like the source of information. Like, and it's not even like made by any credible sources, right? But if you wanted to learn something then or look it up or even contribute, it was like just Wikipedia, right? Now it seems like Reddit is that thing, right? The, yeah, there is some funny things like the uh, um, the one for trees and the one for marijuana is like because. Our trees used to be about trees, and then the marijuana enthusiast took it over, so now it's completely about marijuana, and now our marijuana enthusiast is completely about trees, because they just went to, they just switched. <laughs> so it's just this funny things like that, but... Um, they yeah. cross-pollinated? Yeah, but really all I do is I go on there, because that's usually where, like, because I'm a news junkie, so if I want, like, local news or anything, as soon as there's an article poster within posted on like any news site within 30 seconds is posted in one of the subreddits that I freaking really so huh I find the news depressing 98% of the time it definitely is and I need and to like, quit it and I have friends in it right like my friend last night was the news guy for like AM radio and my other person I had over here is like works across the street at CBC right is like the morning news person and it's like I don't I don't know yeah no it, it's definitely depressing it's kind of I'm just sitting here waiting for Trump to end the world. He's not doing it fast enough. But he's befriending all the dangerous ones. Uh, <laughs> I guess. He's he's hanging out with Korea and Russia, yeah. who, like, being a kid of the 80s, like, I was raised during the Cold War, right? Like, yeah. we were joking around last night because um, the guy who played the evil Russian in 80s wrestling, Nikolai Volkov, passed away last week, right? And it was like... 
Just well, nobody knows the looming, right? Like, I have a theory that um, China and Canada are sitting there, and every time Trump makes a stupid comment, they like go to the country, like go to Iran, and be like, "Can you just please ignore him?" And like, kind of ease the tensions down the back road, and they're just like, "Look, we only have a couple years, and hopefully they're gonna smarten up and vote him out, and they'll keep going, and they'll go and try to." ease the tensions. I'm pretty sure that's how it happened with North Korea, because it was eventually North Korea that backed down, and I'm pretty sure the China pulled them aside and was just like, look, this guy's more insane than you. Like, you need to stop this so that we don't have a world war, please. And I think that's what happened. Is that when we sent Dennis Rodman over to Korea? I think that Obama was still in charge. When the I just remember there was pictures of um, Kim Jong and Dennis Rodman hanging out. Yeah. Well... That's- during the summit in Singapore, he he went down for that too. Or Seagal was over there. Seagal's in—he's a Putin guy. He's in he's, Russia. Ah, that's yeah, it. He's he's now an official Russian citizen, and he like helps train their army. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. it's like a bad action movie. Like, what's happening? I don't know. It's who's Van Damme with? <laughs> he's just he, sitting there doing his uh, splits. Bad. Bad truck ads. Yeah, that was a fantastic truck ad. He's got like, a hip replacement. He can still do that. Does he have a hip? I guess. Yeah. Well, he's like seventy something. Because <laughs> uh, what was his first big movie with the underground fighting? Bloodsport. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been late eighties. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, he was never a fighter. He was always like a gymnast guy. Yeah. They just trained to fight so that he could because he could do the splits. Well, yeah, I think they said he lied when he said he was, like, the world's martial arts champion. Because I remember yeah. Chuck Norris and Seagal took, like, offense to him and were like, meet us somewhere. We want to see how great you are. And he would yeah. always be like, uh, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, that sounded Chinese instead of French. Yeah, that did sound Chinese. I needed to sound more like uh, George St. Pierre. There's a legit Frenchman. And there's a legit fighter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's end it there. Okay. Um. What's your, what do you have going on? What's the, the t-shirt shop? Where can people find you? They can find me at the Centennial Market, which is the old Sears Bargain Center. We're there every Saturday, Sunday. Or you can go find us on tallgrassapparel.com. Right on. Yeah. Cool. Thank you.